Hey everyone, welcome to episode 130 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On this episode, we have Dr. Aaron Jospi, the Chief Medical Officer at Kairos. Let's not waste any time, let's bring her on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? I'm well. Thanks for having me, Jared. Absolutely. I'm excited for us to, to chat. You, you and I were talking a little bit. I'm originally from the Boston area, and that's that's where you are, and that's where Kairos is, right? Uh, so it's uh, I, I do miss I do miss the area a little bit. I'll probably be up there this summer and uh, hopefully this fall for what's that the HLTH conference that's going to be at the Boston Convention Center this year, which is pretty cool. It is. Um, it is right at the peak Massachusetts Board of Tourism time. So. And I'm thinking we'll be in a a much better spot around mid to end October. Um, Well, we better be too. Like it'd be bad if we weren't. So let's, uh, let's hope. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I'm very excited for us to chat today. I think we should dive right into it. I'd love if you could give the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll talk more about your role at Kairos and some, uh, some of the interesting topics that are kind of going on around healthcare right now. Sure thing. Uh, so my name is Erin Jospi. I'm an internist by way of background. I've been in the Boston area now uh, for, gosh, uh, I think about 25 years now, um, did my training up here. And I've been after a very long career in um, practice, I moved over into the health IT space. And uh, now I'm, I'm proud to say I've been with Kairos in the role of their chief medical officer for the last four years. And just just for the audience, I'm sure many of the people listening to the podcast, uh, you know, knew, have heard of Kairos. But could you just quickly give us, I guess, that that quick description of the company, what you do, kind of how how things work? Sure. So Kairos is the leader in provider search and scheduling solutions for healthcare systems. And um, what we really believe at our core is that um, we want to help enable everyone to be connected to the care that they need uh, and in the way in which they wish to receive it. So we're really about creating patient access and we believe that patient experience begins with patient access. Uh, So we leverage all different types of provider data to help enable consumers and patients and other clinicians to find uh, the providers of care that that they need. Um, and so that's that's what we do. And uh, as of yesterday, we um, announced our acquisition of HealthSpark, um, which does very much the same work, but in the health plan space. So it was a natural joining of very similar cultures with very similar philosophies about the importance of patient access and how that really drives uh, member or patient experience. So uh, now we've grown very quickly uh, and are really looking forward to making inroads in all of the different ways that people interpret uh, what patient access could mean. Congrats on the acquisition, by the way. That's a huge win for for you and the the Kairos team. and for, I'm sure, just your your ecosystem of, of customers and partners as well. Can you talk us through the your role as chief medical officer? Because we talked a little bit about this when we were kind of just chatting before the podcast, how 
the role of a chief medical officer can really differ by the organization type. So I'd love to hear more. And then I guess if you could also follow that with the importance of a digital health company having a chief medical officer, kind of what that means. Sure. Um, so you're right. I think that chief medical officers mean a lot of different things in the health IT space. Um, the way that I had sort of always seen my role very tactically was um, to help in prospect conversations. What is it that is clinically resonant? How can we make sure that clinical stakeholders at our, our prospects um, feel both heard and engaged and involved. Um, one of the things I mentioned to you before is that I think in general, health IT often feels like something that's done to clinicians instead of for or with them. And um, so making sure that clinical strategy is one of the things that we lead with and a respect uh, and involvement and engagement of clinical stakeholders um, within those decisions, I think is, is very important. Um, more than that, though, I think there's the establishing those relationships with those stakeholders and carrying it through the implementation process. Are we really landing where we had intended to land? Are we um, using the, the patient experience as our North Star to ensure that we're making this uh, both something of tangible value and ROI, but also making sure that um, we're really taking a consumer-centric approach to this, that Healthcare is not just a patient in a room with a clinician, it's, it's so many other people who touch them along the way uh, and making sure that they're involved in how this access strategy is really being brought to bear. Um, and, and lastly, for me, um, I had the privilege of serving as a product manager in, in the past. And so being able to translate both what you hear uh, people saying out in the market, but also being able to interpret and, and see around the corners a little bit um, and, and being able to translate that back for our, our product and engineering teams is another really exciting part of what my job is. Um, so it's, it's kind of in service to those three pillars. At the end of the day, my hope is that I, I bring clinical strategy to Kairos um, and really thinking about all of the different ways we need to interpret what patient access really means and to do so in a way that balances both the patient experience with the clinician experience as well. Um, we don't ever wanna be myopic in, in how we define things and connecting everybody to the care that they need is really more than just a one-sided equation. It has, to, it has to incorporate the business cases of the health system and the payer. It has to incorporate the clinical perspective and it has to incorporate the patient ex experience as well. Can, can we dive more into this, this topic and in focus of patient access and can we put the lens of, I guess, uh, the, the COVID lens on it, on uh, how that's affected patient access and I guess what, what Kairos has been doing as a result of, of COVID to maybe either alter or stay on the same path in regards to patient access. Um, can you comment on that? Sure. So I think... You know, health system strategy needed to pivot on a dime um, as the brick and mortar institutions closed, but care still needed to be provided. And so when I think about patient access, I really wanna make sure that we're being broad in that term. How do we think about access to reliable vetted information? Goodness knows we had quite a lot of non-vetted and unreliable uh, sources of information during that time. So, um, 
I think it's access to information. It's understanding what your care options are so that you can make informed decisions. It's how to surface that in a way that is accessible. And so accessible has to mean not just digitally, um, it has to incorporate many different types of outreach. It has to be done in a way that is an appropriate medical literacy level. It needs to be in the language that people wish to receive that information in. Um, it needs to take into account other types of accessibility challenges. Um, and of course, it needs to help move the needle on social determinants of care and those barriers to access as well. So really being able to use the pandemic as, um, as a motivator, as a, a source of momentum for how to consider a lot of those definitions of access really quickly and be able to pivot um, is a lot of what the, the clinical strategy, what my, my technical peers, um, what my customer success uh, and account management teams all needed to kind of come together to do to really present um, that kind of trusted advisory role to our customers to enable them to pivot really quickly. Um, certainly virtual care has had a whole new paradigm shift before there were minimal numbers of appointments that were done this way. And now suddenly out of, out of necessity, people were really thinking about how to best make care accessible in that regard, um, how to use their, their digital front door to present people with the information that they needed. Um, so really using COVID as not just its own strategy, but helping to refine what else the goals of the health system were um, to be able to attract and, and retain uh, patients in general, but also just to recognize that there's a role to play in their communities as well. Um, how to make sure that they are, are getting care to everybody and to be mindful of what the digital divide could mean for everybody getting the care that they need. Thank you, I appreciate that answer. Um, I, I'd like to, before we, we start to, to wrap up here a bit, I, I'd like to focus on one more question and please only say what you can say. I know there's certain things that you probably can't say, um, as is the case with any any, any company. What, what are some of the things you're really excited about that Kairos is doing? Uh, we're already into uh, a couple months into the 2021, but what can you comment on that you're very excited about with what Kairos is doing kind of moving forward? Sure. So, I mean, I, I would be remiss if I didn't highlight that just yesterday we we formalized our uh, our acquisition of, of HealthSpark, right? So when we think about uh, surfacing provider data to enable people to make really good decisions about where they wanna get their care um, and to do so in a way that is consistent with their value system, wherever they may be over the course of their journey, um, recognizing that it's not just an access center, it's not just a web page, but now it can also be through a payer uh, portal and website, that's really exciting. Um, so being able to expand our definitions of where people can go to get information, to be able to book appointments right there, um, that's incredibly exciting. Uh, as a clinician, I would say it's also really exciting to help um, be assured that the data that exists about me that's being surfaced into the ether is really consistent. So everyone's getting the same message about what I do, what I'm capable of, um, and that I have a certain kind of autonomy and agency over what it is that's, that's 
reflecting me. Um, so I think that that's empowering for both consumers and patients as well as, as clinicians. Um, I will also say, I think uh, a mindfulness about social determinants of care, the inequities that exist today, um, the opportunities around mental health, those are things that I personally find really exciting right now um, because we can acknowledge how much opportunity there is and choose to embrace that and, and address those issues head on. Um, so I would say very personally, the, those are the aspects that I'm most excited about. Um, and again, just seeing how quickly we can expand our definitions of what access really means. Thank you so much. And, and I just want to quickly again say, thank you for, for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. And for the audience, you know, the goal is to have you and, and hopefully other members of your team on the podcast again to cover all these different topics in, in health IT. But I'm glad that we were able to kick things off with this episode. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited for, for us to have those opportunities to chat again in the near future. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. It was a pleasure. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B-L-O-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.